Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. You really adopted the dark. I was born in it. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Bazinga. Two in the box. Ready to go. We be fast and baby slow. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. That was interesting. <laughs> yeah, I was in the middle of a, was no, it. was like I was in the middle room. of saying something. I yeah. literally said we're gonna start recording now. I literally <laughs> said that. That's what I said. Those are the words I said. <laughs> As your son in his underwear uh, dances behind you. Uh, <laughs> such so, is life, brother. Such is life, man. This is the life we live. Um, hey, Nary, you're gonna you're gonna make fun of me, man, but. I just tried to share this thing and I posted it to to, to the geek. Of course, page. You did. of course you did. <laughs> of course you did. <laughs> okay, right there, resident old guy. Uh, <laughs> let's all look at Dave in our perspective squares, like we would, like the fucking Brady bunch, like Andy old guy. <laughs> hang, hang on, I, and I'm Grandpa Joe. I'm gonna fix it. I'm gonna fix it. Uh, okay. All right, so I just shared it to my Facebook. Um, all right. Da, 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 da. Oh, did I do it? I don't even know if I did it. Shit. I did it, and then as I was, I don't know. Did I? Who knows? Uh, four shares. So I'm glad we started this and interrupted my statement. for. The- <laughs> all right. Turn, turn off the thing in the back and you can hear it, the video. Whoever that is, that that was me by accident. Of course. <laughs> God damn it, Dave! <laughs> Hi, well, everybody. Well, welcome to the uh, Mount Geekport podcast, uh, your favorite podcast where you come to listen to people talk, debate, and argue over their favorite top four Mount Rushmore, if you will, of their favorite pop culture subjects. Today's pop culture subject, as you can tell by looking at your Facebook or your YouTube, whichever one you're watching us live on, or your listening device if you're listening to us a week after we record, is the Mount Rushmore of robots slash cyborgs slash whatever etc androids in, Android. in movies um so etc 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 um so thank you guys for checking us out i am there signs uh it's been a couple of weeks since we've been recording uh the uh episode of uh, geek more with me as usual is uh the bona hey what's up y'all all right and we got uh david uyoa howdy and we got jeff what's up Deuces. Uh, thank you guys for checking us out. We're live. Uh, if you guys are listening to the audio version, just know you could be watching us live on uh, Facebook or Instagram. I'm sorry, Facebook or YouTube. And uh, as you comment, well, not anymore. I mean, if you're listening to it, you know, as a podcast, you can't right. watch us live anymore. Well, it's I, past I, time around. Yeah. I, I literally was about to say, you could. When, watch- when, when will then be now? <laughs> Soon. We're running two through Amarillo these days. All right. So, uh, <laughs> as I was saying, you could literally watch us live uh, next time we record on Instagram. I'm sorry, on, on Facebook or YouTube. Just go to our Facebook uh, channel, which is uh, facebook.com/slash. MT Geekmore, same goes 
for YouTube. Subscribe to both of those channels. And whenever we're live, you get a notification. And then you can tell us how dumb our picks are live. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, all right. Hopefully, we get some people uh, uh, watching. Um, but uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. So, going down the list, what are what? 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 <laughs> whiskey. 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 I'll say what? Um, what? How did you guys come up with your selections? Um, Whoa, why'd you go green, Neri? Oh, sorry. Are we green now? Just because no, you have a Peaky anymore. Blinders hat on doesn't mean you're going green. <laughs> that, is, that hat is definitely Peaky Blinders vibes. Yeah. This is, uh, this is my uh, a Newsies hat. Uh, breaking on a song. Extra, extra. Uh, the war's over. <laughs> the war would be over, sir. Um, and before right. it brings out Model T, <laughs> you can get them in any color that's black. Uh, <laughs> I know. Give me a hat. Right, I, I need so, a hat. I'm going to get a hat because I didn't know we were wearing hats today. Oh, I, I, I got one for you. Hang on a second. Here you go. Take it. How, how right. great would it be? How great would it be? Oh, yeah. Damn it, if I would have waited a couple amazing. seconds more. No, if you would have no, waited no. a second more, we those hats wait, wait, almost wait, wait. matched right, enough let's, so let's we could have pulled that off. All right, Jeff, here you go. Here you go, buddy. Whoa. Oh, oh, right. did, did you like my little sound? Is it like, I uh, how great would it have been if yeah if we were able to do the uh, the cross and the lines over like they did in that in that movie? What's oh. Oh, oh, you mean like the handing the stuff over? No, no, like, like you know how they do a split screen? They did it in that movie that they that that mocked um, the Exorcist. I forget what it was called with Leslie. scary movie. No, no. Um, the, it was it was uh, it wasn't scary movie, but it was like in the vein of scary it's, movies. But it was way before. Yeah, way before, and I actually had Linda Hamilton, Linda whatever the fuck her name is, Blair, Blair, Linda Blair. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, Leslie, Les, the guy from Naked Gun is Leslie uh, Nielsen. Nielsen, he is on a phone call yeah. with one of the greats. He's on a phone call with the mom, which is uh, Blair. He's on a phone call with her, and then they're doing a split screen, and then he goes, okay, I'm on my way, and he leaves. Oh, He forgets to hang up the phone, and Linda Blair crosses over the fucking split screen and picks up the phone and hangs up the phone because he forgot it. The movie is called <laughs> The Repossessed. There it is. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really fucking good. It's a long way I've, never, I've never seen this. I need with to watch Ned it. Beatty also. Dude, it's fat. Oh, nice. Fucking fantastic. I actually saw like a pig in that one. I saw The Exorcist. <laughs> really? Yeah, like it was one of those things where I just kind of like stumbled into it and I was like, I, I had no idea what was going on. Like, this is not as funny. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you guys laughing? She's spitting up green shit. Right. They didn't do that with the crucifix in the other one. <laughs> oh, no. No. <laughs> oh, God. All right. So, uh, uh, Debona, how did you come up with your selection, man? So, this is the toughest time I've had making a list, I think, since Dystopian Futures. Uh, I had a really big list, so I started kind of adding a bunch of extra rules for myself. Um, I, I didn't do any cyborgs. All of mine are uh, completely uh, artificial. 
Um, and I also made sure that they're like one individual robot. So don't say anything you've got, but like the spider bots for minority report. I was like, no, that's just like a type of robot. Like I was looking for individual robots that were, and I also did um, add a caveat that they had to be sentient. So that removed a couple that I had towards the end, but it was tough for me. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I still have an open spot on my list that is going to be a game time decision. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Debona, how, oh, Debona, this me. Dave, how did you come up with your selection? Um, so I didn't go quite as deep as as Debona did. Um, my, my one caveat was uh, it had to have an inorganic brain, so it had to have like a CPU or some sort of um, cybernetic. Um, you know, brain thing going on. It couldn't have a brain. Uh, that had you know any sort of like traditional. <clears throat> oh, oh, sorry, still still getting over the Rona. Um, any he's sort not, of tra- the audience, he's not joking. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I am ne- I am negative. We we tested. I'm negative, and I, and and I got the antibodies, so I I am Superman right now. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't look like Superman. Superman, Emphysema Superman. I, I I can go to a park bench and lick it all I want right now and not get the Rona. No, not get the Rona. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I'll get some other shit. Chlamydia. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. How'd you get chlamydia? Oh, interesting story. Um, so, uh, yeah, that, that was, uh, that, that was, that was my only thing. Uh, just no, no human brain, no human thought had to be, um, ha- had to be a, a CPU in there. Oh, does that mean we're not talking about Blade Runner today? Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, the, 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 repl- the, the replicants would count. Replicants would count, you know, even though they have like organic I'm like, skin. When I saw this topic, I was like, okay, so we're talking about Blade Runner again. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting discussed. <laughs> point. Has a point. Uh, all right. Uh, Jeff, how did you come up with your selection? I'm still not done. Um, but <laughs> I've got a long list here. Um, but there was when we initially decided the topic, there's one pick that immediately popped in my head that kind of goes against Debona's first statement about not having groups. But this is the first character, and I'll explain it because I consider them one whole unit that popped into my head. And I, it hasn't changed from my list. Even com- r- looking at all the other kind of robots and stuff like that, this group did not get off my list. So, um, but it, I realized I think a lot of my stuff is pre two thousand. I don't think I really have anything. I might have one that's past two thousand, but I think most of it's older movies. So, um, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I, uh, I don't have a, I don't have a lot of problem with this list. Um, uh, some of these guys in the chat today to the listeners, some of these guys in the chat today were coming up with their own like, <laughs> rules. They're like, uh, and no, none of this allowed and none of that allowed. I'm like, no, I'm allowing all of that shit. I'm going for all of it. Yeah. I'm going for all of it. It's fine with me. Like, I don't, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't, uh, as, um, I've, like I've said many in many episodes in the past, and we've done quite a few. Uh, these are one of those things where, look, there's going to be a lot left out, and there's going to be uh, so there's no real perfect list, and there's no real bad list because you're going to have things, you know, inevitably you're going to have things that you wish you would have put in, uh, but you can't. We can only have four, 
uh, the, them the rules, man. Them the rules. So uh, with that said, uh, let's get it going, man. Um, I've been trying to fix the situation with the sound effect. So for the live audience, uh, there will be no live. Oh, we got a couple. Patrick. Patrick says, hey, guys, good to catch you live. Much love. Thank you, Patrick. And he says, I've been a big fan of Nerd for years, but I've recently in the past month gotten into his podcast. Now it's time to listen for a drive. Thanks, man. Uh, appreciate it, Patrick. Uh, means a lot to me uh, and, uh, and and to the guys, I'm sure. But thank you very yep. much, man. That means a lot. Sweetly. Uh, okay, so. With the fourth pick. Number four. Round four. I'm in no mood for your wife's crack. Let's get it on. Let's get off with our number fours. Uh, I don't like the bono here. Let's put. There we go. Uh, let's go ahead. Uh, I like starting off with Dave. Dave usually goes first. He usually we starts. Talk, singing we talk you're about right. that after. You're right. You're right. <laughs> uh, this 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 does feel like a, the normal rotation. I'm good. Yeah. This is uh this is about right. Um, Dave, what did you got for your number four, man? Uh, okay. So my my number four is from. Uh, I think a movie that does not get enough love. Um, it's a movie called Turbo Kid. There's two amazing robots in this movie. Uh, androids, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call them. But Apple, uh, the, uh, the sort of pseudo friendship love interest of uh, Turbo Kid <clears throat> is just one of the most endearing uh, androids that you will ever see in a movie. You mm-hmm. immediately fall in love with her. Like she is mm-hmm. just so amazing. She is like her. There are in this world, you, you find out that there are different kinds of robots. It's, it's in an alternate 1997 kind of Mad Max style where the, uh, you know, the, the world has gone through some sort of nuclear Holocaust. And prior to that, we had crazy technology where we had these sort of like, you know, uh, uh, Jetson style robots that, that you can, you can purchase for yourself. And she is a friendship model. Mm-hmm. And, and that is what she provides for, for, for the kid who uh, has been living on his own since since he was like four or five years old and so he's he's immediately like taken aback by how totally open she is um one of the things that i looked for in my picks was how these um seemingly emotionless beings could learn um how it is to be human and and how uh not that they mimic it uh i guess there is you know a sense of mimicry there but but learn to appreciate uh companionship uh on on some degree um and i think apple truly does in her own way uh however it is that that it works in in her her cybernetic brain uh she does love the kid and uh, and and you you see it throughout the the entire movie, and he comes to love her too, and uh, and, and it is a a weird sort of relationship because it's um, it's oddly platonic, uh, yet you can tell that there's a little bit of the you know romantic there, 
Uh, and, and I think that the, the actress, uh, uh, I think it, her name is Lawrence Leboeuf. Uh, she, um, she just, she, she brings such amazing energy to this role. It's very easy to play a robot as emotionless and, and, and dry. And it is not that at all. Uh, this was actually, uh, the, the reason why I even suggested this mountain. Cause I rewatched turbo kid for like the, the fifth or sixth time. And I was like, God damn, I fucking love Apple so much. She's amazing. So, uh, so there you go. I, uh, I, I like this pick a lot because this movie is fresh on my mind because you mentioned this in the group chat a couple weeks back. I forget what led to it. And I thought you were talking about Astro Boy. And oh, I realized oh, that I'd right. never, yeah. I realized I'd never seen Turbo Kid. So I watched it very recently and I absolutely agree that Apple is the better of the two picks. I like that a lot, man. So which is uh, the name of the robot? Apple. Apple. Apple uh, from where? Turbo, Turbo Kid. Kid. I, I've never seen this movie. And then, well, Turbo Kid, Turbo Kid's one of those like indie, weird, crazy, just bl- bloody gore fest. And then you have like that's the thing. What I love about Apple is that she's like this innocence that's kind of just in the middle of all this. Yeah, craziness. Yeah, the, the the movie is a weird combination of like <clears throat> uh, ET meets Goonies meets Mad Max, but with this. Um, like Friday the Thirteenth quality gore, <laughs> it's it's really it's really weird. Like I I know that I I I would put this on for Link and he would have a fantastic time, except for the fucking gore. Like it's 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 mm-hmm. so over the top, you know. Um, like this is a perfect kids movie. There's there's so much nostalgia to it, except for the fact that like there's heads flying off and and so much blood and guts everywhere. Um, uh, but I, that's part of the appeal of the movie too, is that it is so over the top, and that that is part of the nostalgia. Quick question: that, What was the first movie that you guys saw as kids that was not that was clearly like that, like balls to the wall, not really a kids movie? Because I remember watching Commando pretty fucking young. Yeah, I saw Commando young. I, I saw Commando probably at seven, eight years old. I was watching Commando, and I mean on loop. That shit was on yeah. loop. So, like, it's so weird how we were, like, back then, it was like, oh, yeah, whatever. I saw Hamburger University at six years old. If you've never seen Hamburger University, it's like fucking, it's like Porky's. It's like the poor man's Porky's. <laughs> like, so much nudity. And I was That's like, another one. Porky's. I was, <laughs> I, was, I was six when I saw Born on the Fourth of July. Oh, wow. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> but as far as as far as like being traumatized by like the gore and something, uh, I was twelve when I saw The Exorcist and didn't know what I was getting myself into to bring ah. that full circle. I think I remember watching RoboCop really young. I saw that young too. I, yeah, I, no, I really young. I just right. I'm I'm just uh, astonished at the fact that we we as parents care more than our parents did. <laughs> they were like, just fucking let them watch it. He's fine. <laughs> Who cares? character yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was never a meeting there was never a pta meeting like like um my our child has watched something that's violent at jimmy's house like a <laughs> yeah um all right uh so apple from turbo kid all right the bono what do you got for your number four my number four is one that I am fully prepared to get shit on for because um, generally not even considered to be the best robot in 
its universe. However, it is my favorite, not only robot in this universe, but my favorite character from this damn universe. And it's absolutely ridiculous. That's why it's my number four. My number four is C-3PO. C-3PO is my... You're not going to get shit, man. My favorite Star Wars yeah. character. I, yeah. <laughs> I, There's the shit. I, <laughs> you can't set me I'm going to get out of shit, and then... I, no, I'm with it. But no, C-3PO, I think, is an excellent character. I think that three P, C-3PO does as much, if not more, to humanize the Star Wars saga than a lot of other characters do, than almost any other character. Um, C-3PO is an anchor through all nine movies. Uh, he, uh, he's somebody who's always there. He's witnessed it all. Doesn't necessarily remember it all at the end. Um, but he he's, he's there to screw up and to cause the problems. He's there to fix the problems. He's comedic relief. He's a guy who, um, who annoys you so bad, but you can never not acknowledge how important he is to the overall scheme of everything. I love his inflated self of importance while also being being very self-deprecating in the way that he talks. I love that he's he knows that he's the shit, but also he's very pessimistic about everything. Like voice of reason, like there's, there's aliens and there's spaceships and there's the force and there's lightsabers. And then there's this robot is like, by the way, guys, we're still fucked. Like all the time. <laughs> like that's just his thing. Ah, thank you, Patrick. Yes. I just I, I there's there's something about C3PO that that speaks to me on just this amazing level and it was during the last trilogy and maybe even episode 9 when I was finally like you know what I'm I'm just ready to admit that C3PO is my favorite Star Wars character. I I love I, I love the way he's always in the way, but always part of the solution. And when it all came down to it, at the very end, he was a major key in, in solving everything. Yeah. And so I think that he got the most complete story arc out of everybody. I think that there was potential for other people to get great story arcs. And what we ended up with was C-3PO getting this incredible, just through the nine movies, not including comic books and extended universe and all that. Through the nine movies, I think we ended up with C-3PO getting the most complete arc. And that absolutely blows my mind. I think he's a fantastic character. Probably makes me laugh more than anyone else in the movies. And and, and I love him. I just, I just absolutely love C-3PO. As soon as we decided on this one, this was one of the two that I knew was 100% going to make my list. Uh, so, yeah, my number four is C-3PO. Right. I, I, I specifically left uh, Star Wars droids off my – uh, my mountain because it, it it just would have been impossible uh, to to pick with them. The but, only reason I was ca- I, I was capable of doing it is because, like I said, he's not just my favorite droid; he's my favorite character. Yeah, I I, I get that. Um, I I kind of realized a couple years ago af- after I did a you know a marathon, you know, one of many marathons of, of all the Star Wars movies that uh, you know I kind of grew up thinking that R two was like the droid, right? And then I realized, like, man. All of the humor is actually coming from 3PO. He's he's playing the straight man to this. Yeah. And and, and he's he's giving you the jokes. Wait, um, wait. It took you <laughs> this long to realize that the guy that only does beeps and bops is not the one doing the actual jokes. 
Well, I, we're not I, all professional comedians. Neary. Some of us have got to learn how it works. You don't have to be a master of sixty thousand languages, sixty thousand forms of communication to understand. Like you can't. It, it just it ne- it never occurred to me because the the one the one that was doing the the. Uh, the interpretation is the him. interpretation is, is yeah. him, and and I just always assumed like, oh, that was R two being funny, and when when I finally like opened my eyes, you know, and and I stopped looking or I stopped thinking, three PO is just the annoying one. I'm like, no, 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 three PO is the funny one. I, I get it. I get it I, now. I'm in I, a minority. I, I don't. I don't know why it took me that long to figure I, it out. I'm in a minority, uh, and again, and I'm gonna. A test. I'm gonna put this to uh, the fact that um, I wasn't a Star Wars fan as a kid, but whenever I heard uh, C3PO, I was like, "What the fuck is he saying? Like, I don't understand. What the fuck? Are, so- are we supposed to fucking know what he's saying? Like, it was that kind of like like confusion. Same thing with with uh, Chewbacca when Chewie talks. I'm like, were we? Like how how am I supposed to know what the fuck he's? Like, oh, you mean R two? Oh, you mean R two when you hear R two? Right. Yeah, when yeah, R2's, yeah. When R doing his beeps and bops, I'm like, I don't. What the fuck? I don't. <laughs> how, how am I supposed to? And then and then people laugh and people are like, oh R two, and I'm like, no, no, you know what the fuck he said? So stupid. Uh, I felt this. I felt that for a long time. Uh, I'm not the big R two fan. I'm not a big R two D two fan for that reason. I'm like, I don't understand what he's saying. Um, I don't understand what uh, uh, BB-8 is saying, but he has little fucking gestures that he could do. That he literally has like a lighter, and he does that shit. That you can understand that he he has more personality than than R two does. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, with that said, <clears throat> solid pick. Uh, time's up on that one. Um, Jeff, what do you got for your number four? All right. So my number four um, is the one that immediately popped into my head the moment we thought about this mountain. Um, and my number four is the group of robots from batteries, not included. Correct. The fixits. They're called the, the fixits. fixits. <laughs> yes. I texted Dave today and yeah. I was like, I'm not going to have room for the fixits and it's painful. <laughs> yes. But at least we get to talk about it, yeah. which, awesome. which they do have names. The two, the two big ones, their names were not said in the movie, but I did look it up because I knew that they were named. It was kilowatt and Carmen. And then the 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 old lady gives the kids the names the Weems, Jet, Jet Sam, and Flotsam. Yes. The I rewatched this movie today. That, that movie's heartbreaking, man. It's it's great. It's it's an amazing movie. And and what I love about these robots is that they just come out of nowhere. They happen to just show up and they don't talk before Wally ever came out, before anything like that came out. They didn't say anything. But they had so much personality just from from and, and the CGI. Even I mean, there's some that it's rough, some of the shots, but it still wasn't bad for the time. And I, I just love that. These little, Justice League. Yes, you're not wrong. <laughs> um, but I just love how they co- they show up. And I mean, this is the first time I think that I realized that robots could procreate was in this movie. Because they, you know, they 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 give birth to the to the three little robots. One's a stillborn, which is like really intense. It's, oh my god, like, it's it's incredible. It's it's absolutely incredible how much they convey in, in, mm-hmm. with, with the fixits and batteries not included. Oh god, I'm so glad you you don't understand <laughs> how happy this makes me. And I just love how they just they come and and. It's it's that 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 typical trope from all the '80s and and '90s movies of the big bad corporation that's coming to pick on the little guy, and then 
it's not this big big hero person that comes to help them. It's these two little ro- two little flying saucer robots <laughs> that help solve all their problems. And it doesn't help solve all their problems, but it also brings light to some of their problems. Because like the um, the 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 older woman that she has dementia and and she thinks her son's still alive, that dies in a car crash years ago, and because of the series of events, she finally comes to terms with it. You know, these 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 robots do more for these people with not out saying a word and bringing them together and making them really see them themselves. They they have that that guy that's the boxer that never said a word that he was the superintendent, and oh, because yeah. of the he the little stillborn robot that he, which I think that was Flotsam, that he brings it brings him to life. You know, and it changes him. He starts talking. He starts interacting. Starts. I just love that these robots didn't have to say a word, and they changed all these people's lives. Uh, I didn't at- appreciate the fact that they uh, took uh, carpentry work uh, from the Hispanic people. Uh, that's the Latinos <laughs> from. Uh, they laid they laid tile better than us, and they did it for a cheaper rate. And I don't appreciate that shit. Then bigger jobs. Uh, yeah, See, even though the Latinos the bad guy in this one, but one of the Latinos because the other ones that that chick from um, I think it was New York under not New York undercover. I can't remember where she was from now. Herman. Um, also, yeah. also, this is probably the first of what I'm assuming is going to be two Brad Bird movies that show up um, at some point in today's episode. Uh, Brad Bird um, was a co-writer on the screenplay for Batteries Not Included. Uh, so, oh, was he? Yes. That um, explains a lot about the heart of that movie. Doesn't it? Because then, like I said, I don't want to spoil what may or may not be on somebody's list later. But yes, there, there's a lot of elements of Batteries Not Included that I believe will probably show up later in the episode. All right. Uh, cool beans. So the fix bot. Let's see. Got you. The fix bots? The fix it. Uh, or fix it. I would just call them batteries unincluded, bro. There, there you go. go. <laughs> but I told Neri, I was like, listen, I know that they're five different robots, but I I feel they're one yeah, unit I'm, in the whole I'm, thing. I'm with it, dude. Like I said, the only reason I had to make that rule for me was to just kind of eliminate. They're, they made the short list. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, my number five is uh, Steven Seagal and Exit Wounds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> acting is so robotic. So robotic. <laughs> <laughs> or Steven Seagal and uh, anything he's done, really. Anything yeah, he's any, fucking any done. Any single movie he's done. <laughs> Every single movie he's done. You know, the uh, movie he was an Eskimo. Yeah, on deadly I, ground. On deadly ground. Yes, on deadly ground. yes sir. That he had that frizzled jacket. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's been. He's been. Let's check this out. He's been a white guy. He's been an Eskimo. Uh, and he's been a Native American because there was another movie where he did where he was a Native American. <laughs> and I was like, no, but he's none of these. Like he's white. Like, he's a white dude, right? And, 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 and never, just and never once that, was he an, Never once was he an actor. Bravo, David. Bravo. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> take that, Steven Seagal. <laughs> take that. Uh, even though you you could probably still beat me up. So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, still. Yeah, but you have uh, to come at him. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is true. Here's a secret to beating Susie Gong. Stay away. Yeah. And then if you have to fight him fist to fist, you could just go for his legs. He doesn't move his legs. So just keep going for his legs. You just uh, got hit the, every guy in those movies. It was like, here's a gun. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, put him up. Put him up. Put him up. <laughs> Uh, my number four is actually the robot from Rocky Four. Uh, oh, oh fuck! I knew this was gonna make your list. <laughs> no, I'm fucking kidding. Of course not. Uh, I, I legit thought it was gonna make different. your list. Happy birthday, Polly! Happy birthday, Polly! The fact that he's, <laughs> he's being edited out of the fucking director's cut is really disheartening. Really. I kind of love it. Polly or the robot? The robot. Same? No, just Same? the robot. Uh, no, the robot. Just the apparently, robot. apparently, Rocky himself never actually wanted it. They were cashing in on Jinx. Oh, uh, I, th- that's not the story I read originally. The original story I read sense, is though. that sto- that robot was helping a lot of kids with autism, and his his own kid had autism. So he had a personal connection. That's a story I read years ago. Oh, see, I had read that the reason that the new version doesn't have him is because Sylvester Stallone never wanted him, and this this new version is the Stallone cut. Yeah, no, I know this version of Stolonka. I'm just saying for years, I was oh. like, oh, that's cool that he included the robot because of, of an autistic tie-in. Like, I thought that's what it was. And then now it's like, no, that story's bullshit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, no, my actual number four is... I'm making a cut right now. I'm making a cut right now. Um, oh, you've just been num- vamping while you finish your list, you sly son of a bitch. Vamping yeah. uh, <laughs> with comedy. Uh, my number five is Baymax. Five? Uh, you got a number five, bro? I'm sorry. Number five? Four. <laughs> number four. Uh, we can do number five. Whoa. Baymax is my number five. <laughs> Can we do 17? Oh, Baymax. <laughs> I can just go through my list. What's your, what's your Appalachian mountain ridge? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this this one pained me not to put it on the mountain. I'm surprised man. you don't have it on your mountain. Yeah, Baymax. Honorable mention. Uh, yeah. If, if you want to know why I put Baymax on my list, just everything, copy and paste that everything that Dave said about his number four about Apple and about being the heart and about being taken care of and it's being friendship to this kid. Yeah, just copy and paste it. Everything I said that he's talking about Apple uh, to Baymax. Uh, but I never saw, I get, I'm imagining now this, that movie is, uh, what's that movie called again? Turbo Kid. Turbo Kid, Kid. Turbo Kid is um, like, uh, like, like Baymax. Big, just with, Big Hero 6. Yeah. Big Hero 6 just with, you know, decapitating heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, I'll give you that. So, uh, I imagine that's how I imagine it, anyways. Uh, so Baymax is my number four. Uh, I love Baymax. Uh, when he comes home with low battery and then that drunk scene is just, yeah, yeah. Just fucking best. God, man, just that the the whole moment when like the 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 AI that is Baymax is torn between. Uh, oh yeah, Mike Merkin, yeah, pointed out right there. Absolutely, that news just went live today. There was a yeah. meme that, that it shows. Big there was a meme that it the shows. Uh, there was a meme that it shows a uh, Winter Soldier, and, and like he's like, it's like, hey, here, take this, it'll make you feel better. And you see Baymax, and he just looks at me, he's like. Thanks, Baymax. Thanks. <laughs> and like, That's the cameo. That's going to be the cameo. So Baymax and Big Hero 6, the news... I didn't know this. The news broke yeah. out today. He may be coming to the MCU. Yeah, no, yeah. like, it's it's official. Like, Baymax and, and the Big Hero 6 crew are now part of the MCU. Like, how they're going to play in, we don't know yet. But the but Big Hero 6 is now officially an MCU movie. Mm-hmm. 
How so, did, how did, I mean, it's, it's, it wasn't Stan Lee, the whole thing. I mean, it's, well, and that's the thing, like, cause Sam Froyokio doesn't exist in the MCU, but so the, the mm-hmm. characters, so that, that movie may not be canon, but the characters are supposed to be showing up at some point. So yeah. what, what if, what if their cheesy way of getting around that is the Avengers at one point are watching big hero six on a big screen TV? Or what if one of the multiverses that are, that is in the palm yeah. of our hands includes Sam Froyokio? Yes. Um, so I them watching on TV. <laughs> 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 I them watching on TV. But Baymax I, vision. The, the the scene where the core of Baymax is torn between what Hero had programmed and what um I, the 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 younger kid's name is slipping from me right now. No, Hero's the Hero's the younger kid. Uh, Tadashi's the old Tadashi. Yes. Yeah, so so yeah. when when he's torn between what Hero and Tadashi have programmed, right between like knowing karate and being able to fight and just being a for the first aid robot, uh, that scene will forever absolutely destroy me. Like it's just so good to see like him gain that bit where he's fully aware that this is against everything that he was originally programmed to do i really like this pick i didn't go anything animated and so i had slid this down into honorable mentions yeah so uh i i I just love i love the 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 way he asked him is like will finding this guy will killing him would that make you feel better like he's just and he, he had to justify it as a first day. Such a great he, scene. He doesn't know what he's asking. He's asking like, "Hey, I'm built to make you feel better. So will that make you feel better?" But it's kind of one of those things where you ask somebody like, "Is it though? Is it?" And he's yeah. like, start to think about it, like, "Will this make me feel better?" Um. So I I I, I rather enjoy this movie. Uh, I'm, my kids and I have been doing la 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 for for years. Me too. For me, me, me and my son still do that exact fist bump all the yeah. time. Like that's yeah, if, if I ask for something, goes blah, 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 blah. it's yep. that's how we do it every time. Imagine, imagine how different of a movie it would be if Hero's like, "Yeah, no, I want him dead." Turbo Kid. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. So the number fours. Wait, let me write down mine because I didn't even write down mine. Um, All right. I like the fact that I like the fact that Dave legitimately was like, no, I thought I was going to be the Rocky Four robot. Like, yeah. like, I, I, I was not surprised. I was not surprised. <laughs> I honestly thought you were being truthful too. I was like, yep, um, on brand. No, um, <laughs> no. Uh, so uh, you know why I didn't like the fact that she changed her personality. At first, she was just like really good robot, and then she was like all sexy, like making fucking pick her lane. Uh, all right, so the number four was is it, more, was it Goldberg's where they went to the club? Where that that robot was like serving drinks, Goldberg's. Uh, yes, yes, yes. There was an episode of Goldberg's where like yeah. the uncle who drove the DeLorean came into town, yeah. right? And he took. Yeah. Him. <laughs> so uh, the number fours are Apple from Turbo Kid, C three PO from every Star Wars movie ever, uh, <laughs> the robots from Batteries Not Included, and Baymax from Big Hero Six. All right. Round three. Three is a magic number. Yes, it is. Uh, number three, Dave. What's your number three? Uh, I am going to keep the Disney train going, and I'm gonna go Wally. Uh, oh. Yeah, uh, Wally is. is disgusted at you. <laughs> um. She's not even the best robot in that movie. That's why I'm uh, making that face. But e- Eve, are you saying Eve? Yes, I'm saying Evie is a better oh, no, no. robot. Captain. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> 
the wheelchair bot. Fucking fire is a better character in my opinion, but whatever. Who am I, right? Um, <laughs> uh, Listen, I mean, it's um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with with, with Eve, um, but Wally is the one that captured my heart, and um, I I have I have never felt so attached to a character that never said a word in a movie before, you know, um, and. Uh, every I, I don't watch the movie often because when I do, I just become like a you know a, a, a wet blubbery mess. It's emotionally tolling. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a taxing movie, but um, there is so much heart in Wally and and that moment towards the end of the movie when uh, when it seems like Wally is gone and he's just back to being. You know this, uh, you know recycling robot that, um, you know he he was programmed to be, and and the the years seemingly you know hundreds of years of uh, of deprogramming that's gone on with him that made him the robot that we love is gone. I mean that's such a heartbreaking moment when I see him start picking up the trash and making the making the next little cube. It, it it breaks me every time, and and the the moment that he springs back to life, uh, I I just break down again because I'm so happy that that he's back. It's um, he's he's a uh, there's there's something about him. He's got like a Johnny Five thing going on with with the face, but he's like more compact. So he's like he's like a Hobbit. So he's cute, and you want to like hold him, you know. Uh, and, and and just everything about him from the fact that like he just wants to hold hands with Eve and 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 you know uh, oh man and just I I love this guy when when Disney World brought out the um, mm-hmm. uh, oh yeah right there yep. my uh, Mike Merkeldahl says uh, the fire extinguisher dance scene with Eve is one of the greatest scenes on film I agree I agree um, well because they ripped it from another great dancing which is dancing in the rain they just ripped that scene yeah it's like, uh-huh. a, like a, oh, with robot. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, yeah. saying, I'm just saying when you copy a great scene you're gonna get a great scene it's like hey that it's, photocopy of that exact document is an amazing yeah it's a fucking it's the same okay all right it's heard, it's, an homage. In my life. it's an homage right, well, <laughs> it's not a copy thievery. uh uh no, no it, yeah w- wally man yeah wally. no i i i i absolutely i absolutely get um the reasons that you're giving like i said the reason i wanted to pick wally is because yeah i think i think that that, that evie's the, the the better character but i i respect everything you're saying about wally the funny thing about this movie for me is the first time i watched it i did not like it at all and like i couldn't put my finger on what it was it, there was just and then i realized the reason i didn't like this movie at first is because everything about it made me think so much and was so mm-hmm. emotional. And if I wasn't constantly thinking about like the state of the world, then I was emotional. And I was, it was one of those things where the first time I watched, it, I was like, shit, man, I was trying to escape. Like I didn't yeah. need all of this thrown in my face right away. That's now a movie that, yeah. that has become way better for me on rewatches. Yeah. It's, it, it's a little preachy. Yeah, it, it is. It is. It's, it's a movie with a message and it doesn't hide that message at all. Um, but uh, you know the the homages to you know classic musicals like you were saying, Neri, and um, and to two thousand one, a Space Odyssey. You know uh, these these are part of what the the movie is like unapologetic about. 
and 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 I feel it's it's all the better for it. Um, and um, and and I, I think that it 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 only, the movie serves as a vehicle to show us Wally and Eve together as um, these these amazing characters. Uh, it really is just a sandbox for them to play in, and and it's you know it's it's simple. It's it's a little preachy, and the the characters are awesome. All right. Um... All right, so we got e, uh, we got uh, Wally. Uh, Debono, what do you got for your number three? My number three is the one that I have been torn between two different characters um, for a while now. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and pull the trigger on this one. This is my most on-brand pick. My number three is Ultron from uh, Age of Ultron. And Table. Okay. <laughs> um, that actually was my number three. Oh, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And just to note, because Dave said it, I also decided not to put Star Wars dro- uh, droids on just because I could have like a mountain of eight. <laughs> droids. Uh, you, you, you could do a, a Star Wars of mountain droids for each trilogy. Ah, uh, the old yeah. Star Wars of mountain droids. Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars of mountain droids. <laughs> uh, all right. You the one drinking bourbon? Yeah, I know. Seriously. <laughs> no, he drank enough yesterday. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Uh, Jeff, what do you got? Ultron. Oh, okay. That's right. You did say that. <laughs> well, I'm supposed to be paying attention the whole fucking time. My lord. All good, dog. Uh, my number. Uh, I'm going to make a decision now. My number three. Is uh is the T one thousand? I'm I'm just gonna you know I I can't go against what what I feel. It's how I feel. No, no, you can't. Uh, T one thousand uh is uh one of the greatest uh Terminators uh of all time. It's not. I, I actually don't believe it's be- it's a better Terminator than the ones that came after it. The Terminator in uh, the TX. The, the TX is uh, we get it. The new ones, Latino. That's what you care about. I get it. Well, yeah, <laughs> that, that Rev Nine is fucking yeah. badass. Yeah. Also, uh, one of them is Summer Glau. So, oh, the, t- the TV show. <laughs> yes, you're right. The TV. Sorry. Yeah. But, uh, the table. What, what, was model from, what was the model from Part Three? What was that? What was that the model? TX is the TX. The TX was was better than the T1000, and then the one in the new movie, which was the. The Rev Nine, Rev Nine. Yeah, uh, I think the Rev Nine. The problem with the, the reason why I didn't pick the Rev Nine because I really wanted to pick it. I felt like it was just too, like impossible. It was like it gets split up into two. I was like, oh no, fuck you. Now you're a dick. Now, now I mean, it's kind of, <laughs> of you're just, a dick. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like one of those things when you're playing I'll video games with your friends. It's kind of like one of those things. You ever play Madden with one of your friends and they they're winning by fifteen or they're winning by three touchdowns and then they do a fucking fake field goal to score another <laughs> touchdown and you go, come on, bro, like. Now you're being a dick now. Like you just there's no fucking reason for it. You're already up three scores. That's how I felt the Rev Nine was. Is like you're already this amazing fucking machine, 
And all of a sudden, now you split into two. You're like, oh, you're just a dick. Um, but the T1000 was the one that I fell in love with the first. Uh, that was the first one that le- I, I remember watching that movie with my mouth open. Like, jaw, like, fucking just, oh, my God. Like, everything he can do. The bullets going inside. The fucking, the wobbly shit. When the- oh, my God. When he goes through the windshield, man. Like, yeah. that, like for, for all the things in that movie, like, when he, like, when there's the hole in the windshield and he just, like, creeps through it. That's what always sticks out in my, my mind. Yeah. To me, it's the impalement with the milk carton. Oh yeah, I love when he comes out of the floor, dude. Oh yeah, when he comes out when of the he's floor, like black checkerboard yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Hey, look at that full house. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for T one thousand, man. I mean, you know, uh, there's what can I say about. Uh, the Terminator franchise that Dave hasn't said in 64. <laughs> what can I possibly say? Plus, he's still got two picks left. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike says, Larry just likes going around dressed as a cop asking people, have you seen these boys? <laughs> no? Have you? Uh, uh, so yeah, man, I, uh, I I I love that. I love I love all the Terminators. I gotta be honest with you, I love all the Terminators. They each have their own thing, and I'm very impressed with all of them. But the T1000 was the one that, as a kid, I mean, maybe that's just no, you yeah. know, nostalgia, camera magic, man. It's that camera, hundred percent. Yeah. Um. All right. So that's the T1000. So our number threes were Wally, Ultron, Ultron, T1000. All right. Moving on. Two. Hey, we got a sound effect for that one. Dose, the sequel to Uno. All right. Yeah, the number twos and ones have been programmed to the board for a year, so I haven't moved them. So um, it's, the problem is adding new ones on. That's the problem that I'm having. And by I mean changing, exchanging. Uh, all right. So number three, number twos. Uh, Dave, what is your number deuce dose? Okay, so um, I've been going back and forth on what to put uh, in my number one and what to put in my number two. So I have to make a decision now. And um, fuck. Let's see if I'm right. right. Let's see if I'm right. All right. My number two. uh, Let's let's talk some more about Brad Bird, the Iron Giant. There it is. That's also my number two. Is it? Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, Also rewatched this movie today. uh, It was a really emotional day for me. Batteries uh, not included. (laughs) Iron Giant. (laughs) Um, Yeah. uh, The Iron Giant was a movie that that I saw quite a bit as a kid. And uh, even though, like, it got to me as a kid, um, it didn't quite get to me as much as when I started watching it as uh, as an adult. I watched it as a parent with uh, with my son. I put it on for him, and um, it was like, oh my God, <laughs> when, when the giant says Superman, the fucking last line oh he speaks at the end of the movie. I like I'm getting fucking like you know the clamp yeah, right now of, just thinking about it. I'm like mm, yeah mm. Uh, that he uh, I don't think there is a robot in cinema that gets to me the way that he does. Uh, there's there's just something about him that wouldn't that be your number one then? 
Well, yeah. uh, that's a good point. <laughs> that's an excellent point. There's not another robot it's, in, in There's movie. not another robot in cinema except my number one. Well, let, let, <laughs> let, let, let me do the T1000 finger wag for you there. Um, <laughs> you're 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 missing out on on a factor called awesomeness. Um, mm. So, uh, it, yeah, I mean, but but yeah, I mean, as far as like the emotional, yeah, yeah, e- emotionally, yeah, no, no other robot in cinema brings out the emotion in me like he does. There's there's such a purity to him uh, that I, I think is only rivaled by by Wally on my list. And um, well, it's funny because that's what the wallpaper is. The wallpaper to this episode, I can't. I don't know. If oh, I can, is it? Yeah, I no, can I, see I, the iron in the back. Yeah. There's his eyeball. Oh. His eyeball's right in the middle there. Uh, All right. Uh, yes, I, this is a movie where every no. every time I watch it, doesn't matter how many times I've seen it, um, I I still fall in love uh, with with the Iron Giant over uh, again, and and he continues to break my heart every time. Um, he he is more human and more selfless and more caring than uh, any other character in that movie, and almost any other character in any other movie. Yeah. No. Yeah. He. So this was like also my number. Two, this was also my number two. There's something. Rewatching it today. I mean, I hadn't seen it in years, so there was a lot of stuff I didn't remember. But there's like little scenes, like when he's first in the barn. And mm-hmm. and um, he brings him the comic books, all the books, and he's like, "Oh, look, there's this one and Mad Mad Magazine." And he goes, "Oh, and look, this is Superman. He's yeah. a hero. That's what you should be." And then you see him like move the comic, and you see the comic of the evil robot from the villain destroying yeah. the planet, and you see his eyes change, and he focuses. He's like, "No, no, no. He's the bad guy. You don't want to be the bad guy." <laughs> oh, and, and, yes, and he's, Mike. And he's learning. Yes, Mike. You stay. Fuck you, Vin Diesel. Yes, <laughs> because that buildup, and then and then the voiceover right before the line that Dave said, where it's like you can be anything that you choose to be. Oh yeah, that's oh. the callback to what what Harry Connick Jr. tells him in the yeah in the in the in the scrapyard. Yeah, and he, and then he says the Superman, and he closes his eyes as the missiles come. He does like the jacks from Sons of Anarchy. If anybody wants to um. And but, and you, but you, I, you know what he's thinking about. He's right. thinking about Hogarth. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's thinking about all, all these people that he's just like to him. They are his friends. He loves them. Right. If a robot is capable of love, the Iron Giant accomplished it. And he knows is what weird, he is. Is oh. it weird that Vin Diesel conveys emotion better uh, uh, with as just a, his as, voice with just his voice than he does with his entire rest of his body? This is an exact conversation <laughs> I had with my wife when we were talking about Iron Giant. She asked who was going to make my list, and I said no. She was like, "It's Vin Diesel." I was like, "Yeah, he's Groot too." She was like, "Oh, I didn't realize that." I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> like when it comes to just saying like a couple of things, everybody's like really into Vin Diesel. <laughs> oh my god, Vin. <laughs> <laughs> He's great when somebody else can act out the three lines that he says. It's fantastic. When he needs to act out the fucking three lines, he's like, oh, this guy's fucking free. Like, just give him a hey, corona. Don't, don't talk, you don't talk about family like that. Or That's not how we talk about familia. family. The, the familia. <laughs> or when, like, 70% of the movie is in darkness. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And Mike, Mike put a comment. It's true. I, you're correct, Mike. Jax did the Iron Giant. You're right. You're right. Um, <laughs> um, but oh, that's the timer. We're done with this. We're done with that pick. Uh, we had a little extra time though, because well, don't, if it's two of us, do we get a little bit more time? 
that's sure we do. We get to, we I supposed to put it to seven minutes. Um, Just, all right, so um, we're right. supposed to. That's it. We're done. Okay. Uh, no, no. I was gonna say uh, what I was. Gonna, I was gonna talk. I was about supposed it, to right? put it in seven minutes, but I didn't. So fuck you. Yeah. So my era. So fuck you. <laughs> my era means everybody loses. Let's go. Uh, no. Uh, talking about Iron Giant. I look, man. I gotta be honest with you. I'm not like I like the. Uh, um, I like visually. I like the Iron Giant. Uh, this movie doesn't bring any of that emotion that it does to you guys to me. Like I'm not, and I'm a pussy. Like I'm, I, I cry at everything. It just doesn't do it. And I, I, I I'm gonna be completely honest. I haven't like sat down and actually watched the entire movie since I was a kid. But I remember watching the movie and I liked it. It was fine. Like it was cool. It was whatever. Um, to me, the Iron Giant itself, like the stature and the design of the Iron Giant, to me is what I love. Like all this emotional backstory, all this emotional stuff that gets to you guys, I want to, I want to like join in. I want to be like, oh, I, I want, I want to feel those things. I want to feel those feelings. Um, but I just, I, I've never gotten that from the Iron Giant. And again, maybe it's because I haven't watched it since I was a kid. But as a kid, I was just like, he's a big fucking robot and he likes Superman. I like Superman. Yeah. Who fucking cool? like, <laughs> that's that's kind of exactly where I landed on it. Iron Giant ended up not making my list because it's just. Been, I have I have not I could honestly tell you I've not rewatched Iron Giant in the past twenty plus years. I think I it might make my list because I saw it kids. today. I saw it today, and I guess now that I'm a, I, even though it has no real effect, I'm a dad. It has nothing to do with the story of Iron Giant per se. But get you. seeing it now, I was like, holy crap! Like, yeah. I, I, I would argue that that being a father does play into it somehow because uh, the the giant certainly fulfills that fatherly role that is missing in Hogarth's life. Um, and, and he doesn't do it intentionally, but he is that for Hogarth. Uh, Hogarth looks at him as, as this, um, as this stand-in for a father. And I, I did that with Harry Connick Jr.'s character more so than Well, the there's there's Connick. there's that too. There there is that too. So I mean, he there are father figures in the movie. So, you know, you you do become I think more uh, emotionally invested after after becoming a parent. And um uh, it, and I think that's part of what makes, uh, you know, the sacrifice at the end of the movie um, ultimately more meaningful for me now. You know, before it was sad. Now it's like, uh, like, it destroys me uh, because I know that I would do that for my son, you know. And, and so to, to see that on screen done by a, a robot who should not be able to feel any of these things and, and in fact is fighting the programming that has right. been put into him this entire time um it's just to me that movie is uh nothing short of of animated perfection uh from from a technical standpoint the animation is gorgeous but also you know the the acting the the writing the music everything about it that that is animated perfection for me shooter mcgavin's the bad guy yes <laughs> <laughs> i i, I want to go i try to rewatch this movie again after ready player one i try to show it to the kids and the kids just didn't give a fuck about this movie they just like moved on and i was like okay like i did yeah, I, you showed them ready player one where the iron giants fighting godzilla 
I did not First of all, I did not show them Ready Player One. What kind of fucking psycho dad do you think I am? Like, here, watch <laughs> Shining. Why don't you? Uh, no, after I watched Ready Player One, I then oh, wanted okay. to show them. What kind uh, of psycho dad am I? Psychotic. Wait, oh, I was not scene? supposed to show my kids The Shining? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so that's uh, number three for... That's number two, two. I'm sorry, for David and Jeff. Mm-hmm. Um, Debona, what do you got for your number two? My number two, I was torn between two characters from the same franchise. I'm making the decision right now, and I'm going with Bishop from Aliens. It was oh, him or Ash, right? Actually, I was torn between Bishop and David. David, from, from yes. Aliens. Yeah, okay. um, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, fuck Ash, right? No. <laughs> Ash can fuck right off. Ash, but, Ash doesn't. Ash doesn't conform to any of Asimov's laws of robotics. Okay. Um, but uh, he's, no. he's he's not a well written robot. I I love that first movie in the trilogy in in the series. I think it's the best one. But Ash is not a good robot. I agree. And so, but yeah, so I was torn between David and Bishop, but I got to go with Bishop um, uh, from Aliens, yeah. the second one, if, if you're unfamiliar with the Alien franchise. Um, it, it was it was such a great role and such a great character to come off of Alien, where you've got Ripley, who doesn't trust androids because of Ash. Yeah. And, and Bishop understands that. And in the way that when we very first started, David said um, something about uh, the, the androids, the robots in the movie, learning to be human. We watched that happen with Bishop. Like when, when Ripley first shows up in Aliens, Bishop is just the guy who kind of pilots the ship and makes sure they don't run into stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and it's exactly what he's been programmed for. But you watch him slowly kind of learn humanity and, and the knife game and everything. Oh, where he, he, he's, 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 learning, he's learning how to just fuck around with the boys, right? Yeah. Like, oh, just look what I can do because it's cool. And, uh, and plus, uh, just, just an amazing, amazing performance by Lance Henriksen. And so it's just... It, it was it was great to watch to the point that at the end I I guess we're gonna spoil it aliens is super old whatever you know he's willing to sacrifice himself yeah. uh, just just to save Newt and, and you and you see this very again this goes back to like my C three PO it's a very complete arc that we get out of Bishop the character and yes. David in Prometheus has a very good arc, and it and it was right there with it till the very end. But I think that Bishop laid the groundwork for what became uh, a great character later. Uh, I, I, it's an amazing performance. It's a lot of fun to watch. He's not in the movie a ton, but when he's there, that's who you watch. Mm-hmm. Your eyes are drawn to Bishop. He has all of your attention. Uh, he's when he talks, you listen. Everything he says in that movie is so important and even has a little bit part in Aliens 3 um, with with recovering the black box and everything like that. So he's a he's a fantastic character portrayed beautifully um, by by his actor. And I just it was one of the first times I remember watching a movie that had an android and legitimately being upset that he died. You, you know, so often you watch a movie that, that's got a robot or an android and 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 it doesn't really matter because they're a robot. Yeah, there's plenty of times when we do care. But Aliens was one of the first time when, um, oh, my God, 
Patrick just mentioned TikTok over here hey, in the comments. We're going to get to the honorable okay. right. I'm sorry, but uh, that just caught my eye. But there, there, there are so many times when an Android or robot dies, and even if it's a sacrifice, you're like, well, of course, that's what they're going to do. That's what their programs do. But when Bishop sacrificed himself to save Newt, it felt personal. It, it no longer felt like it was just because he was programmed to protect at all costs. It felt like he had genuinely learned to love Ripley and Newt and putting his life on the line was what the right thing to do was. And that's why he did it. Not just because he was programmed for humans above self. And that is what ultimately put Bishop into this spot for me. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's, that's my favorite aspect of him. He mentions early on in the movie that, uh, that he, he likes to volunteer for these sorts of missions uh and and i think that he feels uh he has some sort of compunction to to protect humans to try to do as much as he can for them uh i i think he truly feels for them yes that that it, his his purpose in life is to ensure that uh that humans uh suffer as little as possible and 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 that comes off and and i think that what's most amazing about that is that ripley understands that by the end of the movie yes and 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 she brings like his torso along you know yeah, like like, like, the, like that's that's an incredible moment where like you know she has this uh this bias you know uh, uh against androids uh, obviously because ash is such a, a yeah a, you know fucking dick and then and then she she likewise learns that you know it's you you have to you have to take each individual you know on on his own yeah all right fantastic all right wrapped it up quite nicely with a little bow there on top five minutes is up uh all right so uh then we have uh that was uh bishop from uh, aliens and uh jeff had iron giant so my number two uh we can talk about it now is ultron okay um very uh first of all we've talked about this in our private chat but i've said this for a long time uh i feel like age of ultron is a very underrated movie uh it gets shitted on i think it's a far i think it's a far superior film than the original avengers um i i like uh, uh so much more things about it and mm, <laughs> None of which I are to say anything else other than on top of that list that I like, there's a whole list of things that I like uh, in that I love about Age of Ultron. But then you have fucking Ultron yes. with Spader as mm -hmm. being an amazing. Oh. I'm sorry. I mispronounced the name. Robert California. <laughs> the fucking Richard King. Ultron. I fucking love this uh, casting. It was a fantastic casting. Bravo! I think uh, the the MCU does a lot of great casting, um, uh, but I, I don't think that this specific casting gets enough attention uh, because this specific movie doesn't get enough attention. I don't think. But Spader as Ultron is just perfect. It's perfection. When he gets angry, I fucking love that. When he tears off this dude's uh, hand or his arm. Oh, a claw. When he tears off your claw. Yeah. yeah. And then he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I just, I get, you know what? It's it's not your fault. I just get upset. And uh, I'll go ahead and put more money into your account. Like, he's just one of those. Yeah. Like, it's just fucking perfect, man. And um, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, a, I, I'm just a huge fan. I think uh, Ultron was done perfectly. I think, I think it was done well. Um, the fact that they use Tony's robots against them uh, just makes it even that much better, you know. The when Red Reddington starts talking like it's just like um, 
his he gives Ultron this just suaveness. Yeah. That it's just like you 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 don't think you don't realize if you close your eyes and you hear him talk, you don't think you're listening to a to a robot. Right. Right. He gives it this emotion. He gives it this personality, which it doesn't really because he really doesn't have a quote unquote personality. He's always monotone in his deliveries for the most part. He's always very like he he does it in a very just linear tone, but you get these different emotions from him. There's there's his, a sense of sarcasm. Yeah. Uh, to, I love to him. His sense of sarcasm. And I love the, the, sense, on the throne like, the sense of eye rolling when he's like, uh, they're sitting on like the, uh, the greatest, one of the greatest materials on in the universe. And they made a Frisbee out of it. Uh, I just, I find they made a disc or a shield out of it, whatever the fuck he says, whatever the phrasing is. And I just, the sarcasm is just fucking fantastic. You know, like he just, he knows that he's so much better than humans. He's like, ugh, these fucking things. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that movie a lot, man. And I love the fact that Captain America went toe to toe with him. He fucking just, you know, on top of that truck or in that truck. Oh, fantastic. yeah. It's just, it. and it's, it's, you're absolutely right in the fact that it's so perfectly cast. Like when you look at the Marvel movies and you look at, you know, the, the the trope is always about bad guys monologuing, and yet they've still managed to take that trope and turn it into something that we just we thirst for, right? Like, you're excited when Loki's going to start talking. You're excited when Thanos is telling a story. But, man, when James Spader comes through as Ultron, and he's just fucking talking about how terrible the world is, and from and he's got this completely objective view, you know, and so and he's just looking at everything purely as black and white. It, it, it's a Rorschach esque uh, mm-hmm. like view of the world because he's brand new, right? And just li- like down to his very last moment when he's when he's toe to toe with Vision. And he, I forget exactly what he says, but it's something along the lines of like, you know that they're terrible and they will destroy you, right? And, you know, Vision comes back with something quirky like, I was just born yesterday or whatever, right? Like, he's got the joke. But, like, but, but that with his dying breath, he wasn't sorry for anything he did. He didn't regret anything he did. He still found every bit of logic and every choice he made to the point that the very last thing he did, was try to convince the one person who could probably destroy him that he was right. Mm-hmm. And that is what gets me. I just recently, like we were talking about David and I both recently getting over Corona. When I was sick with it, I rewatched all the Avengers movies. And man, Age of Ultron, I remember when it came out, you were saying it kind of um, you know unfairly gets shit on. And when it first came out, I never shit on it, but I was like, eh, it wasn't great, right? Every rewatch of Age of Ultron, I like it more and more. And just rewatching within the past few weeks, I was like, oh my God, this was so perfectly done. And I think that one of my biggest problems initially was that he was so different than Ultron in the comics. But that was just origin story wise. Like, once you actually get into what makes Ultron, he's so, so perfectly done. And, and like I said, just that whole, there's. There's right and there's wrong. There's good, there's bad, there's black, there's white. And just viewing the world from that and never relenting. Mm-hmm. Never relenting. You're right. He learned emotion. He tore Ulysses Claw's arm off because he got upset. He learned emotion. And even after that, he still never backed down from but, what he but, thought. The world what he got what he got upset about was being compared to Tony Stark. To Tony Stark, yeah. right. That's so fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh shit, sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. Yeah, my bad. but my and bad. it's just 
it was just it, he's he's so great and and like i said just in that perfect villain monologue role every time he talks it's that whole you have five sit down a ten is talking right like ultron's talking right. shut up yeah this is a dude that you listen to yep and, and i couldn't get away from it when it was all said and done it's 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 absolutely the newest pick on, on my list but he had to make it it was just so well done mm-hmm. yeah all right um the the only reason why I didn't put Ultron or Vision, uh, for that matter, on my list is the same reason I didn't put uh, Data from Star Trek on on my list, and it's because uh, they didn't originate in a movie, and that kind of helped me eliminate a whole bunch of of picks. So See, just with, just, wait, just wait, wanted wait. to be clear on that because Ultron you know did not originate in a movie. Yeah, he originated in comics. <sighs> okay. But see, uh, with me, the thing with data was, I Dave, you know, I just started. I had never really watched all of Next Generation, mm-hmm. and I've been watching it now for the first time. And I love him, but I haven't. I, I never watched the movies after watching those. I just watched the movies because it was a movie. Right and now, I can appreciate him more. So I don't know how he is in the movie because I haven't watched it since I've finished. I haven't finished the show yet. Yeah. But once oh, we do the when we do the TV show. Yeah, he's fantastic, we, yeah. but um, it's not it's not the sort of thing like when we were doing uh, Federal Agents and I left off uh, Dale Cooper mm-hmm. from uh, from Twin Peaks because the one film he was in, Firewalk with Me, uh, left something to be desired. Uh, Data is fantastic in uh, in all four of the Next Generation movies, but, uh, but, but he originates in a TV show. The only movies that I've seen from Star Trek, uh, the first one I saw, I ever saw was Nemesis, which he was. A <laughs> he was a Every time it makes my blood boil. Uh, it's not my fault. Don't fucking blame me. Um, anyways, uh, all right, let's go to honorable mentions real quick. Let's go to Mike's uh, Mike Mercadal. Uh, if you're listening to us, uh, we're going through the comments that people are commenting either on Facebook or on YouTube. Mike Mercadal's list is his number one is R two D two. His number two is Wally. Number three is Johnny Five. Number four is Agent Smith. It's pretty impressive. All right. Agent Smith is debatable because he's just AI. His physical form was an actual human. Um, Or Or T-1000 if he doesn't count. Uh, Honorable mention to the... Unicorn, the Transformers movie. That's, that's that's Unicron. I know. I said. I said what I said. Uh, <laughs> <Not> so much. <laughs> uh, the Good Robots, Uses, uh, from Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, and Ultron, but only when it's lines from Robert California. Fucking a man. And he just said something else, which I agree with a hundred percent. Add the computer from Galaxy Quest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, Mike. Yes. Uh, all right, and then we have Patrick. Who says uh, my top picks have been mentioned, but a couple of honor- honorable mentions are TikTok from Return to Oz. Uh, Such a great movie, Patrick. I respect you so much for even referencing <laughs> Return to Oz. It is one of the best movies that nobody talks about being a great movie ever. Uh, and uh, Gigolo Joe from Artificial Intelligence. Gigolo Who's Joe, awesome. bro. Jigolo Joe's amazing as a character. Such a great, such a great role. Any yeah. dude that wants to hook up and fuck, I'm down, man. I mean, not in what? You know, <laughs> character. I could relate to that character is what I meant. What's the timestamp sure, on that? Sure, sure. <laughs> 
the man uh, 12 and, or, and, or an hour and, 12 and Patrick. And uh, so, so Patrick says return to Oz is extremely dark and shouldn't have been considered a kid's movie. For example, Dorothy was getting shock therapy at the beginning, very beginning of the movie. What's also amazing about Return to Oz is while she's getting that shock therapy at the beginning, all of the noises that happen in that, like, three-minute opening scene play heavily into who the characters are. Like, the wheelers in Return to Oz are directly related to the sound of the wheels on the bed that they're rolling her into the shock therapy. It's a very deep and twisted movie that is – it will blow your mind if you sit down as an adult to watch it. Yeah. Um, all right, so honorable mentions, David. What do you got for your honorable mentions? All right, uh, with the ones that we haven't mentioned, uh, Roy Batty from um, uh, Blade from Runner. Blade Runner, uh, Necron 99, uh, who is later reprogrammed and named Peace in uh, uh, in one of the most amazing animated movies of all time, Wizards, uh, written and directed by Ralph Bakshi, um. Let's go Robbie the Robot from Forbidden Planet. Forbidden Planet. Yeah, just one of the most iconic robots of all time. Um, Dot Matrix from... um, Spaceballs. uh, From Spaceballs, thank you. Um, Let's go Tars and Case from Interstellar. Oh, my God. I completely forgot about Tars and Case. Yeah. The the fact that you can adjust their their uh, humor level, their comedy level is just outstanding. And, and these are not humanoid at all. So this is like just on the total other end of the spectrum. Um, the Bono? And Bob. Black hole. What do you got? Okay. Um, I've got um, Ava from uh, Ex Machina. She was not a major oh, character, but she was a driving point. force. Um, um, Machina Mensch or Maria from Metro uh, f- from Metropolis. Uh, David and I had this conversation. Iconic, right? And and mm-hmm. set the way that robots were going to look at movies for decades, but didn't Ooh. actually do much in the movies. Um, Machina Mensch or Maria from the movie Metropolis. Oh, okay. Um, and still influential. Yes. Yeah. Very influential through history, but not great in the movie. Not you. You can't put it in the top right. four. Um, Optimus Prime. Which it's my love for the cartoon, and um, I this is the one I just had to throw in there the the Jaegers from from Pacific Rim. I just 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 all of them. It's the one I that I had it. to put out there. As a was group. I right? Was there one with a flail? I remember uh, yes, there was um, uh, 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 um, um, something prime. Um, but yes, you're you're absolutely right. There was one with the flail. Optimus Optimus Prime <laughs> <laughs> Unicorn. Um, uh, but, yeah, and, uh, I mean, uh, Crimson Typhoon, Gypsy Danger, just, just ah, Pacific Rim, man. That is, I love to get drunk and watch Pacific Rim. I just yeah. do. Yeah, that, that's the only way I could watch that movie again. Oh, uh, okay, so when you're drinking, only uh, Jeff, what do you got for right. honorable mentions? Um, I'm throwing out, uh, she got bumped off the mountain, Alita, uh, right. Battle Angel. Um, the... I, I disagree with Mike Murgadal in that those are not the best robots in Bill and Ted's trilogy. It is Dennis Caleb McCoy from Bill and Ted Save the Universe. Yeah. Save the music. They're so good. Uh, that movie was so underrated, dude. Yeah. But Dennis Caleb hard. McCoy was 
amazing. I remember Neri and I were texting each other about that after he had seen it yeah. for like ever. Um, I have the banana splits from the banana splits movie. That was so good. And those robots were fucking killer. <laughs> um, just a couple more near him he, since he had 50 million. Um, Croti Robot and Tom Servo from Mystery Science Theater 3000. Nice. Um, the uh, Mecha Godzilla, since nobody mentioned Mecha Godzilla because he okay. was awesome. And then the Fembots from Austin Powers. Yes. Also, I'm going to throw out there real quick. Adam from Real Steel and um, Bubbo, Bubo from Clash of the Titans. Oh, yes, Bubo. <laughs> Murgadog Mer goes 2020 didn't deserve Bill and Ted's saving music. <laughs> You're right, Mike. That movie was so underrated. I love that movie. <laughs> uh, my, uh, my honorable mentions, I'm sorry, are uh, I had Optimus Prime on there. Uh, Robocop uh, missed it by that much. In fact, Robocop was going to make the list. I thought I really, for sure you'd have Robocop. Man. I, I love Robocop. He was going to make the list. But then I thought about Ultron and I was like, oh, fuck. Ultron's really great. So, um, yeah, uh, there's that. And then uh, Bruce Willis and Death Wish. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep, fucking, Paris Hilton in that one video. <laughs> uh, that great comeback story. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I may own that on DVD. <laughs> DVD? You spent money on that shit when the internet it a, existed? It was a, it was a burn. Gift. It was a burn. It was a gift. No, oh, man, it was a I, I own it right here. <laughs> that shit. Uh, also, uh, Grimlock from uh, Transformers 5. Grimlock. Uh, <laughs> From Transformers Five, not even like the good Grimlock. Okay, well, he, he was only in that one movie. He was only no, he wasn't that. he in the wasn't he in the animated one? From of course, he was in the good. Yeah, one. yeah. Thank you. Yeah, the good one was the. No, no, don't let's not, let's not stop it because I just said that. Heads are gonna explode. Why you guys disagree with me? Oh. I just said he was only he was only in that one good movie. One more, yeah. I just remembered. One more, I just remembered. Marvin the Paranoid Robot from Hitchhiker's Guide, Hitchhiker's to, the Guide to the Galaxy. Shit. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, just saying, don't move on because I'm gonna keep thinking. <laughs> and then Sunny uh, from uh, iRobot. I fucking yes. love Sunny from iRobot. I thought he was, uh, he thought he was fantastic and he was great. That wink that he does to fucking, you know, oh. portray the guy was fucking oh, yeah. brutal. Uh, so yeah, that's it. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, Andrew Chacon. Chimed in and said, uh, so so movie, but I like the battle bot, uh, Adam from Real Steel. Yep. Uh, so -so movie, brother, love Real Steel with every bit of my heart. I do. I, I think, I, I think we love it more if we're, if we're, if you're a parent, I think, <laughs> for some reason, <laughs> Rocky uh, fan. like Rocky fan or parent, those two, both of those things, and you probably love yeah. them. Um, Patrick says, yes, I really liked Ex Machina. I know it was an underrated film, but I enjoyed it. I don't think it was an underrated film. It got a lot of attention. Yeah, I, I, I think it's 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 acclaimed. It's an independent film that got a lot of fucking... A24, acclaimed. man. Everything A24 does. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and then Patrick uh, again says, "Ooh, Mystery Science Theater was great. I don't, I didn't know that was a movie. I thought that was only uh, uh, no. There is a Mystery Science Theater movie as well. Yeah, okay, right on. Uh, just to uh, to to go back to that, Ex Machina has got a ninety two percent on Rotten Tomatoes and eighty nine percent of Google users like it, and it's got a seven point seven on IMDb. So it it is uh, it, it is well appreciated. 
Have you ever gone back and watched Ex Machina from the perspective of the main character is actually the one taking the Turing test? No, I've only seen it the one time. I got I got to yeah. go back and see it again. Go back. To, I've never gone back to see Ex Machina. <laughs> go, <laughs> go back and watch uh, go back and watch Ex Machina from the perspective of the main guy that the whole movie is actually his Turing test. Interesting. And, well, it makes the second rewatch fucking glorious and i love the movie already i was a little disappointed because i wanted to i wanted to see him fuck a robot i was like we're not so we're not gonna see him fuck a robot? <laughs> like, i have my dick in my hand i was like what's going on <laughs> oh we're just gonna talk we're just gonna talk whatever do it already uh all right let's go off with our number ones round one this is your last chance after this there is no turning back do it. Do it. Come on. Come on. All right. Um, let me see here. Number ones. What do we got for number ones, Dave? Uh, Stay on brand, Dave. This do should it. come as uh, a surprise to no one. Uh, but my number one is Box from Logan's Run. Not Terminator. Huh. No, of course, man. Uh, it's <laughs> 800. <laughs> I was very confused. I was like, "Yeah, you know, you had me nervous though because yeah. I know you love Logan's Run and Box did make your honorable mentions. You did a great job selling that yeah, joke. Yeah. Because I was nervous as hell for a I second. Would have, right. I would have also accepted Gort from uh, the Day the Earth Sits Down. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's on. I could see that. I could see Lata that. Baratu, Nikos. Um, <laughs> yeah, I um. Yeah, it's it's got to be the T eight hundred for me. I was going back and forth between putting him at number two, and uh, and the Iron Giant at number one, and I I kept going back on whether it was more of the emotional connection that I have with the Iron Giant or the nostalgia and and the the awesome factor of the T eight hundred, and and ultimately I I, I got to give it to the T eight hundred because there is an emotional connection there as well. Uh, at the end of that movie, when uh, and, and and I am speaking specifically about the T eight hundred in Terminator two, uh, and I, I've gone on record saying the T one I I prefer it, um, but the T eight hundred in 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 T two is uh, in every way uh, the better the better robot right. I think. I, uh, say, it, I like the fact that you're like I've got a record of saying the T one is better is my favorite. <laughs> Except in a mountain where it's about which robot is better than the T eight hundred. That's like that's I like. He's like he's like I like my T eight hundred not trying to kill a pregnant woman. That's the T eight hundred. It's a. It's, it's he wasn't a, pregnant yet, bro. It's a. It's you don't a know how fast his Kyle Reese's shit worked. That's true. <laughs> it's it's a great villain uh, in in T one and and I, I I love everything about it, but. Uh, but for me, it's like like Jeff was doing the the thumbs up thing, you know. When everything from the I know now why you cry, but that is something I can never do. That from that point on, the whole movie is. I mean, it has to have been filmed underwater because I, I've I've never seen the movie uh, a, a version of that movie that wasn't filmed underwater. So I, I I don't know if if James Cameron has some sort of like 
third or fourth cut of the movie that's coming out uh, where where my my TV doesn't look wet. But um, Dave, uh, you thought that the T one thousand was in the entire rest of the end of the movie, like covering the entire screen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean everything. When from- did this become the abyss? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, it, he's he's learning to be human as 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 it goes. You know, the the scene in the car, uh, you know, with the with, with John teaching him human sayings. You know, you don't say affirmative. You know, I fucking love it. You know, and some of the deleted scenes too, where you see him learning how to smile. The you know, smile, and then, and then John's like, let's not do that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, he's he's so fucking fantastic. Um, to to me, um, you know, I, I guess he will always be my my favorite robot. You know, um, there's. And I love uh, how, how caring he is. Where it's like, tell me something that your your step parents only they would know. <laughs> They're dead. All right, let's keep right. going. <laughs> your foster parents are dead. <laughs> That's one of my new favorite memes. I love the meme oh, so <laughs> Those memes are the best. The D and D one where it's like uh, we have dice on sale. We have plenty yeah. of dice. Your foster parents are dead. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, yeah, it's fantastic, man. Uh, I I like the T eight hundred. Like I said, every Terminator is great. Um, yeah. And I stand by what I said. I picked the T one thousand, but even then, I acknowledge that. I feel as if every Terminator gets better than the previous one. And I think you kind of have to do that, right? When you're making a movie, you can't make an inferior. Also by, you know, just progression. That's how robots work. Well, right. That's what I'm saying. That's how technology works for a movie making. That's how movie making technology works too. Where you're like, oh, now we can also do this. Like it's Yeah. Like how dumb would the Terminator 8? It's a bomb sniffing robot. Like it just goes backwards. It's on tank tracks and there's a there's just a fat dude controlling it while he's like, he just got a headset on come with me if you want to live. <laughs> he's going to Mars. He's at the Mars rover is a fucking C eight. It just <laughs> anyway. oh, this this, uh, this evil terminator's coming to attack me and it just goes It's just got the one arm the like, one arm that goes super slow and just opens and closes. Yeah, I agree, man. You're right. Uh, that makes sense. All right. So Dave has a T-800. Um, uh, uh, Debono, what do you got? I got to stay true to myself. Um, this one was never in question. As soon as I was 100% sure that he counted, my number one was Roy Batty. Um, I, 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 counts. Yeah. We, I, I, it, we've been over this on the podcast. <laughs> David and I are never going to get away from Blade Runner. Um, Roy Batty is not only my favorite android robot character in movies. Roy Batty is one of my favorite movie characters of all time. It's such a well-done role from the very beginning to the the mythos of Roy Batty as you read more and more about him, just getting outside of just kind of what exists in the movie. But it's such an amazing character portrayed so beautifully by Rutger Hauer. Only Rutger Hauer could play that role. Only Rutger Hauer could have done that. And, And I mean, even if all you know about Roy Batty is the Tears and Rain monologue, then you still consider him for this list. (laughs) It is the only thing you know about Roy Batty. But when you get into that scene, just that scene, and and he becomes that full-ass, blown, 
Jesus allegory and he pushes yeah. the nail through his hand and he just accepts his role in the world and his timer's up and it's just everything about it's so good from the, from the scene in the Bradbury apartments to 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 the rooftop just just everything that Roy Batty does is so good I, I I'm forever so emotionally tied to that role and the first time I watched Blade Runner the now now I watch Blade Runner all the time but the very first time I watched Blade Runner the saving grace for me for me was Roy Batty and I was like eh, the rest of this is okay but like this guy is great and the more I watch it the more nuanced I realized how moved, how I realized how I'm drunk I realized how nuanced <laughs> <laughs> Been a minute since I've been like this on here. Excuse me. Every time I watch it, I realize how more and more nuanced that movie is. But Roy Batty is that character who comes out of the box and is immediately like, here's who I am. Here's what I'm about. And here's how we're going to do it. And it stays that way until the very last seconds that he's alive mm-hmm. when everything about Roy Batty changes. And you have that moment where you're like, he learned, he grew, he changed, he beat his programming. He became something better than what he was programmed to be. And ultimately every robot on my list boiled down to that. They became something better and something more than they were originally programmed to be. And Roy Batty is the blueprint for how you do that. And there was absolutely no way when, when I started this, I said, well, Roy Batty and C3PO, there's my top and my bottom. How do I fill the middle? And there was never any doubt. This is exactly where I was going to go. There's, there's this great, this great exchange that he has early on in the movie. Uh, I mean, it's not early on because he doesn't show up until about halfway, but um, where, where he, he says that all he wants is to live. He just wants to survive. And, uh, you, you watch the movie the, the, for the first time, and you, know, you you think, okay, well, Harrison Ford is the hero, you know, and and he's 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 the guy, you know. Right. But the more I watch Blade Runner, the more I realize that Deckard's job is dirty, you know, and he's he's catching these people indiscriminately, uh, these replicants indiscriminately. And the majority of these replicants that are coming back to Earth are coming back to Earth for similar reasons that that Batty is, and it's because they're they're coming back home, right? And uh, and there's there's this this slave allegory uh, about you know Deckard as the slave catcher, as the slave and, catcher, as as the predecessor the, to, and then uh, you know processor of cops, uh, you right. know, from, from before and after. It's the completion of what is police, right, right. And and you know B- Batty is is simply wanting to exist, and and no one should be faulted for for wanting to exist. And I I think that the buildup of that over over the 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 course of the the last you know like two thirds of the film uh, when you get to, to to the tears in the rain uh, monologue is just it's it's perfect and the more you watch the movie the more you pick up on on those those nuances in in his acting and and the dialogue i mean the dialogue is just fucking fantastic he's got all the best lines of the movie and absolutely every 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 amazing line that people remember from blade runner is a roy batty line it's it's he's he's cinematic perfection in robot form and i just 
like I said, it, there was never any. <laughs> and like I in our group chat, I was like, "Hey, does Decker count?" Okay, it does cool. Now I can pull right out of my You're right. <laughs> all right, uh, all right. That's uh, five minutes of talking about that movie again. Uh, <laughs> we, uh, <laughs> uh, if you've never listened to another episode, that was the first time for you. So enjoy it. That was great. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, Jeff, what do you got for your number one? Well, when you talk about robotic cinema perfection, um, you can't help but talk uh, about Mr. Johnny Five. There he is. Cable. Everything that you guys talked about emotion wise, getting emotional over Iron Giant, over every any one of your picks. Uh, and Dave, I think you, the statement was like you've never had another uh, robot in cinema history get you so emotional as this is Johnny Five. I cannot watch Short Circuit 2 without fucking crying, bawling. Balling when his battery fluids fucking mm-hmm. beat, tapes it up, and he's like, and then that fucking song. I need a hero. So, so if you can get past the inherent racism of the entire movie, because because <laughs> Fisher Stevens is not Indian, um, <laughs> that's, that's yeah. only part one. Oh, yeah, but no, he's in part two. part two, and the entire part. And two. I was gonna say it's just, just in the two movies. Old, it's just in the two. <laughs> so, are you saying that Los Locos won't kick your balls into outer space? <laughs> no, no, that's accurate. That's correct. That's accurate. <laughs> what it's I do, the brown I, face. It's the brown face that is very. I didn't. Oh. Know and I rewatched oh, this movie proud. today. I rewatched part one today, and oh. I was texting Neri, and I go, Neri, um, not only is he in brown face, but yeah. the entire time he's asking Steve Gutenberg, "Have you hooked up with this chick yet?" I have a. He literally tells him, "I have a Woody. Tell me more." <laughs> like he's literally yeah. telling him. Like, I, I have. I, I rewatched what? that movie with my with my daughter, uh, probably a, maybe a month ago, maybe two months ago, some whatever ago, and not too long ago, and uh, probably December. If I'm thinking about it, but yeah, it was. I didn't know he was brown face until I watched uh, Master of None. Mm-hmm. That was fucking recent. That was like three, four years ago. And hackers, he was not that color. But I, didn't know that was, I didn't know the actor. I didn't know. Like to me, I thought that was an Indian a character, an Indian actor. For decades, until I watched Master of None like three years ago, and, and they made the joke. Master of yeah. None, the co- the whole scene was about him talking about how that's brownface to a fellow Indian actor, and that Indian actor had no idea. And I was like, I'm just like, that. <laughs> yeah, no fucking clue. And then I had to Google it. I'm like, this is something that he's making up. And I had to Google that shit. And I'm like, oh, this is a white man. <laughs> like, yeah, what? This is a white man. But so. Here's the thing with Johnny Five, and again, re- especially rewatching the movie, you talk about with Roy Batty how you st- you start off with a certain programming, and then by the end you change. Obviously, he had a help some help with a lightning strike, but um, <laughs> nonetheless, like Johnny Five is starts off as part, you know, one of five. I think it was five or six robots that were meant to be military. And after he gets this lightning strike, he becomes it, – it's weird. He, even though he knows less about humanity than everybody else he runs into, he ends up becoming – he ends up being more human in most of those interactions than the humans that are involved in it. Because even um, the the girl uh, – I think it was Stephanie was her name in the movie. Yes. She – she, 
Shia Stefani, uh, you know, and he did a little <laughs> little hit on her. You know, he was a little touchy touchy with her, but again, you know, it's an eighties movie. But um, eighties, yeah. So you know, he even she had her moments where she had this selfish humanity and stuff, like that, and he was the one that was like, no, that's not how this is supposed to be. And this and and he with Gutenberg. Gutenberg went from I just want my robot back so that I can reprogram it and keep going on with my life to eventually, you know, saying, Oh my God, he is alive. He's right. And all these things he's teaching me about humanity. What was I thinking? You know? And uh, I didn't have a problem with him getting touchy feely with Stephanie, because this is just like, in this is the same time frame that uh, a woman wanted to fuck a duck. So I really, at this true. point, <laughs> really, you're not wrong. Also yeah. a group of nerds just made a woman with their computer in the same time frame. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Does she count as a robot? I, dude, I went back and forth mm. on whether or not weird science counted. <laughs> Man, shit. Um, but anyway. Kelly LeBrock, right? Kelly yeah. LeBrock. Yeah, but but I just I was gonna I just say you love- keep saying woman, but I'm like we're talking about Leah Thompson and Kelly LeBrock, and these are not just women, you know. Yeah, the goddesses. Are they not women to you, sir? <laughs> they are goddesses. They, they, they've superseded being just women. Yeah, but, but to me, to me, Johnny Five, you 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 see him, and it's funny. Like the other thing too with Johnny Five is that he's hysterical. Like anybody that's a, a Three Stooges fan and ends up, you know, in the first movie he knocks out three of the robots and dresses them up with mud and leaves <laughs> to look like the Three Stooges, and they come up and start doing the routine of the Three Stooges. And with him, the 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 eyebrows that he has yeah. convey so much emotion yes, that it's crazy. That, that's uh those uh Johnny Five uh winked. So that Wally could fucking uh, show us thievery <laughs> <laughs> that fucking Wally did. Um, <laughs> they were creating Wally, and they were like, "Hey, what's Johnny Five look like? Can you shrink him? Yeah, <laughs> let's do that. Uh, <laughs> let's use that." Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I am with you, bro. I, I love these movies. Uh, part two, I, I'm, I'm not exaggerating when I say I've not seen part two without crying. That end oh, yeah. is fucking hard. Like I've seen part one more. Only because it's tougher for me. I know going into part two that I'm like, I just, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get through this shit again. And it's just fucking brutal, and man. You have, you have the reuniting of Gutenberg and Captain Harris from Police Academy because <laughs> he's the bad guy, military guy in that. <laughs> right. And uh, he's like, are, are you gonna paint his eyebrows on him? Uh, <laughs> I don't want you to do, man. But uh, Johnny Five is fantastic. Uh, I, 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 and then at the end when he's fucking gold. When he's literally gold, they yes. just, I'm like, good for you. And he fucking jumps up. I'm like, that's a lot because gold weighs a lot. So that's impressive. Well, his tracks, his tracks defy any type of gravity in both of the movies. Yeah. Because at the end of the first one, when he's hiding underneath the truck and he climbs up, he literally does like a weird like, and like, like, like tiptoes across oh, his yeah. tracks out of the thing. Like, uh, hey, man, uh, you know. I, I have the same issue when I watch the original Terminator and I see Arnold Schwarzenegger skip onto the fucking sidewalk. I'm like, what the? He's a, what? <laughs> fucking glitch in your matrix? What the fuck happened? And I, uh, I love with Johnny Five that from the first movie to the second, he's like, I'm getting rid of the laser cannon. Yeah, I'm gonna have a toolbox. I love the fact that didn't, well, when I was a kid, I hated that because I thought the laser was the coolest part about him. But I didn't read like when I got older. You're like, no, he, that that laser's for destruction. I'm not about destruction. I'm about right. life. I'm about living. And I thought it was fantastic. It, it yeah. was great. I love that. Uh, all right, so uh, we have uh, our number ones are T800, 
uh, Roy Batty from uh, Blade Runner and uh, Johnny Five and Johnny Five. So our oh no, our final mountain we have Ultron, Iron Giant, and Johnny Five. So we need one more. I feel like we need a Terminator on there since we had two different Terminators. I agree. Terminator uh, uh, Terminator pick. Uh, Terminator's great. Um, what else? Uh, what if, else? If, I had, if I had to throw my weight behind a Terminator, I'm going to go with the T-1000 just because he's cooler. I'm going to agree with you. <laughs> I, I'm just going to say I'm just going to throw a batteries not included so I get a perfect mountain, but I know it's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, I, honestly, I like, I like Terminator and I like Baymax. I like, I like both those things. I like the fact that Baymax is the only animated uh, movie on here, uh, but uh, T-1... Iron Giants animated, sir. And is already on the list. Yeah. Also, I'm just going to remind everybody that Chappie exists because I forgot to say it during. Oh, I have Chappie on here, but I was like, if nobody <laughs> mentioned it, I don't want to. I'm not going to throw in Chappie. I have it right I've never here. Seen it. I've never seen it. It's okay. Oh, Chappie's, Chappie's good, man. <laughs> I like Drunk Devona. Chappie's good. Going down to the docks to go to place a bet on some horses. <laughs> Obviously, my Terminator pick was was T eight hundred, but I mean the T one thousand is fucking fantastic. And I think the T one thousand is a dope pick. I, I I I do love that pick. Yeah, I like I like that. I'm okay that's, with that. Yeah, that's fine with me. All right, so T one thousand. Uh, we're running long, so T one thousand. It is. So uh, final mountain is Ultron, Iron Giant, Johnny Five, and T one thousand. Both Jeff and I were one shy of the perfect game. Uh, thank you guys for checking us out. Uh, make sure you check out the other podcasts on the Geek Pro Network, including Better Let Me Tell You, including the What's Up Bro podcast uh, that is that also records live on Facebook and uh, YouTube. So make sure you guys go to geekbro.net and check that out. Uh, if you are on here, you can check out uh, the audio version of Mount Geek Bro is available wherever podcasts are found, including uh, geekbro.net and also as well as the Helium Podcast Network at heliumpresents.com. Check out the Geek Bro Network, uh, A Dose of Ellie, and uh, A Child Like at Best with Mike Valdez. So make sure you guys check that out. I appreciate that uh, Patrick down here is drinking yeah. beers while yeah, we Patrick, do it. That, uh, that is very true to the origins of uh, of this particular oh, podcast, and, and that drinking beer is very influential in how this uh, this show ever started. There but now go. we're upgraded to scotch and <laughs> 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 bourbon. But now we're adults, so we drink just booze. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Thank you, Patrick, for checking us out. Thank you, Mike Mercadal, for listening in. Andrew Chacon, uh, everybody who commented and, and, and chimed in. Thank you very much. Next time, get your friends. Share, share the link. You guys have been a lot of fun. Uh, that's how uh, lists are made. Peace.